Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. That's right, folks. Cleveland, in fact, does rock. And I am the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard, coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio. Well, live for me, but as has happened in the past, recorded for you. As I'm sure you are all well aware that we did not have a show this past Sunday, though it had been October the 1st. Instead, this is a tape-delayed show that you'll be getting uh, Monday evening, October the 2nd. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is the Emperor's Court, the finest talk show on online gaming on the Internet. You can find anywhere right here at OneGeroBorn.com. Before we get started, a real quick shout-out and thanks to our sponsors, the HarborBlueGroup.com as well as BlizzLink.com for... Uh, Shelling out the money, paying the bills, and uh, being there for us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Make sure you uh, visit their sites and give them your patronage. That being said, um, unfortunately, last week during the uh, 11th sorry, 11th anniversary show of uh, our very own Clan and Pillow Guard here, 11 years uh, online gaming, um, the my internet over here on uh, on my side and Cox Cable kind of took a dump, and unfortunately, the last five minutes of the show were cut off. Again, most of you are aware of this having downloaded that show. The biggest thing we missed is I traditionally read the Hall of Fame that we have for the different divisions we've had over the years. Um, at the end of every anniversary show, just kind of a you know nice uh, throwback to you know what was and honoring those who came before everybody else and well not me but those who came before everybody else and you know those who've played and still play. Uh, one thing that must be mentioned is the fact that any active member that's still active that's played in more than one division will not have their name read simply because they're not retired yet. That being said, uh, before we get started, I want to go ahead and read the Hall of Fame. Um, we'll get to that in a second. The biggest topic tonight, and this is going to be a very abbreviated show, probably about a half hour long, uh, mainly because I crave your live interaction with me, um, is I read over the weekend that the ESRB is going to be replaced. Now, for people who do not know, the, ESR, the ESRB is the uh, the body of people that go ahead and they rate the different video games, you know, mature, teen, kids, kind of like when you go to the movies, you know, G, PG, PG-13, rated R, same thing. And the federal government has been tinkering with them uh, a bit on and off and in recent years, and apparently now they've really uh, gone to the gusto. 
And I, I'm kind of aggravated by what they want to do. And I'm looking at my notes here. Apparently this was mentioned on Penny Arcade as well, pennyarcade.com, which doesn't surprise me. Those guys are pretty up on everything that goes on uh, in the gaming world. But it, and it, it caught my ire too. It's my aggravation as well. And we'll get to that. That's going to be my main topic of the discussion tonight. That just happens to be uh, the way it is. Uh, good luck to uh, my beloved Browns tomorrow against the Raiders, and congratulations to the Ohio State Buckeyes for defeating Iowa, not just defeating them, but crushing them at home and removing all doubt that they are the number one team in the land. So there's the sports analogies out of the way early. All right, real quick, the reading of the Imperial Guard Hall of Fame. Now, again, for those who have missed it, who would like to go to and download uh, the show, you can at onesyourborn.com. Uh, but the clan that I've been involved with and run has been around since the uh, August 16th, 1996. We, we celebrated our 11th year of uh, existence uh, last month. So we traditionally read the Hall of Fame. Uh, these are the members that have played with us and have retired uh, in different divisions. And again, this does not include Rome Total War or World of Warcraft, which we are still playing. Uh, in the Quake 1 and Quake 3 divisions, people have retired and are in the Hall of Fame. Ghost, Highlander, Maverick, Death, Pumpkin King, Aces, Ginger Spice, The Claw, Mung, Pimp Daddy, and Arnix. In the Ultima Online division, we have Someone, Pink Taco, Loaf Dog, Michael, Our, Sheprock, Ghostbuster, Demon Asmadius, Samuel, Au Revoir, Self-Destruct, Jim Rome, Phalanx, and I'm a Thief. That guy was funny. In StarCraft, we have only four. We have House, we have Wyatt Err, uh, Bus Driver, and Sloopy. Uh, in Counter-Strike, we have Reichlid, Sniper Wolf, a different Pip Daddy, Desperado, Slayer, and Antics. In the Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos and Warcraft 3 The Frozen Throne, these are only our professional players. We have Warsong, we have X-Hunters, we have Hunter, we have Sanguinarius, Landwehr, Antics, 4.2, Freak, Artemis, Benjamin, and Rufus Shinra. And, of course, we also have our Shoutcasters list that we try to... Uh, uh, we've had some very memorable Shoutcasters over the years, uh, but uh, Moonrider, obviously you guys know the Baron Von Gosu, uh, Zerum was another one, uh, Movezig... Uh, was in the Hall of Fame. One person that was in the Hall of Fame but has been removed for obvious reasons was Don Ware. You guys, most of you guys will know him, those who still follow Warcraft 3. Uh, and those are the different uh, broadcasters we've had uh, that are retired and, and in the Hall of Fame. And then again, I know some people are saying, well, what about Unreal Tournament? Well, since that division decided to get up and go on its own and then died three weeks later, we decided not to add them into the Hall of Fame. They weren't here long enough. You can't play for the clan for three months and expect to be in the Hall of Fame. It just doesn't work that way. But uh, Rome Total War World of Warcraft players uh, obviously are missing, um, as are any of those Warcraft 3 players that are still active with the clan. And again, they don't get added to it uh, until they actually hit, actually retire. So there is that. Oh, also, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to the Empress herself, Mystic Mim. Her birthday was Saturday. Happy birthday, hon. There he goes. Now it's on audio in front of all the world to hear. Okay, now, uh, on to the main topic of discussion, and this is going to the uh, ESRB, um, and it, there's a bill currently, I think it's before the, it's either before the Senate or the Congress, obviously it's in front of one of them, I believe it's before the Senate, or will be, and it's being suggested that the ESRB 
as it stands now, isn't as efficient and isn't as trustworthy as it needs to be. In other words, a lot of times that uh, these the ESRB only has time to play a bit of the game, you know, the game in question, or you know, they'll receive notes from the programmers and developers of the game as to what is the mature rating, what exactly is in it, what would they you know consider to be appropriate or inappropriate. And because for the sheer amount of games coming out and the sheer amount of hours it takes to play a game, they're not always able to play the entire thing. So they may miss, you know, some subject matter. They may miss some content uh, that might otherwise alter the way uh, the ESRB, the uh, rating for the game goes. So let's say you picked up. Um, I'm trying to think of what a good example is. Let's say you picked up Final Fantasy VII. And you play the first 20 minutes, and there's nothing... I mean, assuming that there's nothing going on. And we all know there's, like, cuss words and what have you. Let's say there isn't. And you play the first 20 minutes of the game, and it seems like, oh, it's an anime-style game. You, you kill monsters, and, you know, it's a role-playing game. So we'll give it a, a... We'll give it a teen rating. Or maybe we'll give it a kid's rating. You know, age 13, something like that. Well, what you don't know is, an hour into the game is... Somebody gets their head lopped off, and somebody goes, Oh, fuck, he lost his head! There's, like, blood everywhere. Well, unless you played an hour into the game, you're not going to know that. So the ESRB can only go based on what they've played, and that's what they're going to get the rating on. So, you know, a lot of these parents are buying or have bought games in the past where their kids were playing along thinking that they had bought a game that's more suited for their age group, only to turn out and have be much more mature content than they were aware. And, of course, then the heat comes down, and, and this is what it all comes to, and this is what really aggravates me, is that... What this federal bill before the Senate is going to have some kind of rating act that's going to make play make uh, people like the ESRB and other people who you know go about and, and try to rate these games and try to you know put the word out on what each one's about is to play the entire game fully complete it. In fact, this is a, a quote from Senator uh, Brownback, which I guess is the um, he's a Republican from Florida? No, that's not right. He's a Republican from Kansas. Who's putting this uh, forward is that he says, quote, The current video game rating system needs improvement because reviewers do not see the full content of games and don't even play the games they're supposed to rate. For video game ratings to be meaningful and worthy of a parent's trust, the game ratings must be more objective and accurate. Really? I see. Well, tell me this, Senator. Exactly where does the accountability stop for the company that makes these games, that puts out a review to the ESRB and other uh, groups that that rate these games? I mean, it's easy to have a censor watch every single TV show because there's not as many TV shows out there uh, for public TV that can be rated as, say, video games, where you're having anywhere from 15 to 20 come out a month. New ones. I mean, what... Instead of going after the ESRB and making them play the full games, why don't you make the developers and the programmers disclose everything that's in the game? Yeah, I would think it's a lot easier to read the entire script of a game than it is to play through it. You know, when some of these games have 30, 40, 60, 100 hours worth of gameplay. Not to mention, what this doesn't go into is the fact that you've got to go ahead through every alternate ending. You've got to go through any kind of, of added content. Um, you know, and this is brought up on, I, I guess, uh, this is brought up... Uh, uh, elsewhere, and in fact, somebody made this comment to me when we were talking about it the other day, um, ours are earlier this afternoon, is that what happens, you know, in games like, say, Counter-Strike, or games like, say, Quake 4, where you can make your own maps, you know, it may have, say, a, a teen content because of the violence, but, you know, maybe that jumps up to mature content because somebody makes a giant penis-shaped map, 
then what are you going to do? How do you police that? And do you have to blame the company or blame ESRE, I'm sorry, ESRB, because they didn't foresee this happening? I, I don't understand. You know, and it's in this article, too, that I'm reading in this is at uh, 1up.com. Uh, it says, actually, I'm reading it here, how does user-created content fit into the big plan? And that's, I think that's a legitimate concern. You know, and they say, they have an example here, because I couldn't think of one, but we haven't forgotten how Oblivion caught a re-rating, and uh, the SRB caught a tongue lash, this is all, quote, after someone patched boobies onto all the female character models. Well, and that's my point. You know, exactly, where does it, I mean, where does it stop? I mean, who has the accountability? I agree that maybe it's not the most efficient way of going about it. And I agree that there should be ratings on games simply because you do have younger kids picking up things like Grand Theft Auto, things like Blood, uh, or any of these other these gangster games or these or extremely violent games. You know, even Counter-Strike can be quite, somewhat violent if you think about it. I mean, headshots, blood squirting everywhere, knifing somebody. I mean, I wouldn't want my daughter playing any of these games until she was 18 or whatever until she can understand the context of it. I mean, looking at the news now, and there's there was uh, two school shootings last week. There's two more that happened this morning. And no, I, we're not going to jump into that. Dis- and my producer's looking at me, he's like, oh, don't do that. No, I'm not going to get into the discussion of does video games breed actual violence in real life. No, I'm not going to get into that discussion. I don't particularly believe it, but that's me. All right, that being said... Uh, here's what I would do if it was me. And you know me, I don't like, I'll bitch and I'll rant and I'll complain about something, but I don't like doing that unless I have a legitimate argument or a legitimate uh, solution to the problem. Here's my solution. And this goes back to what I said earlier. Why not have these game companies type up an exact script of everything that happens, just like a script that you'd see for a movie? Because that's what a lot of censors will look over. They don't actually see the TV show. They don't actually see the movie. They'll read the script to see if there's anything in there that's questionable. And if they have anything that's questionable, then they'll see it. Then they'll bring it up. And what these companies need to do is throw together uh, maybe a demo of the game itself. a very, Like a Cliff Notes. A very short, abbreviated version. Send this out to, these, uh, to the rating companies as well as a full script of what happens. You can go through that far easier and far quicker. Now, as far as, uh, and, oh, let me, I'm sorry, let me continue on that on that thought line. This is something like, you know, opening scene. Guy runs through with shotgun, shoots five civilians, hostage situation, lots of blood. Maybe head flies off of third hostage. SWAT team surrounds the building. Your hero, blah, 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 enters the building with his SWAT team. They come upon the terrorist and shoot him to pieces. Lots of blood, lots of violence. Things of that nature. Maybe his arm flies off, he's blinded by a flashbang, his arm explodes with a grenade, or something like that. And it goes step by step. You know, scene two. Character says, holy shit, he lost his arm. You know, next character says, you know, my God, look at the blood. Something along those lines, where you can actually read it and sift through it and review it at your own speed, at your own time. That way, it's much more efficient, it's much quicker, and you don't have the extra burden of forcing these people to play all these games, which I'm sure would be a great job, but think of the undertaking. Think. Think of the undertaking. What about a game like World of Warcraft? 
that doesn't end, that takes forever to get through all the content, to see everything that there is to see. Okay, when I say that, I mean, it may take you a couple months to do it. I mean, who has that kind of manpower? Who has that kind of time? And that's just one game. Think of the amount of employees that you'd have to train and have out there to do this job with the amount of games that are coming out all the time. Think about it. Xbox, Xbox, you know, 360. You've got the PlayStation 2. You've got, you know, the GameCube. Then you got Nintendo's Wii that's coming out. You've got uh, how many different handheld games? You've got all the computer games, and that's just what's what's produced in this country or coming into this country. And that's just scratching the surface. It's just not, to me, economically feasible in order to do what this senator thinks. And it's clear to me that he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And that's what really aggravates me. And, you know, you're talking to a very stout Republican, but when somebody goes up there and starts throwing around a broad brush and demanding what can only be termed as impossible expectations of a rating system and saying, well, this is much more efficient. Well, you know, it may be a much more efficient rating system, but it's just not efficient, you know, time-wise. It'll never work. What you're going to do is you'll have these ratings companies who finally say, you know what, the hell with this, fuck this. It is not worth the time. It is not worth the effort. And then what? A inefficient rating system that at least works partially is better than none at all. Yes, I understand that's a lot of work that's going to be put on the actual companies themselves. But guess what? They're the ones making money. They're the ones putting the game out. They're the ones, I mean, if they go ahead and say, ah, fuck it, we're not going to do it, that's fine. Let's take money out of their pockets. That, you know, if they don't do it, there's another company that will. The ratings, not so much, because who wants that headache? You're not going to make any money off of it. It's more altruistic than anything else. It's a, it's a matter of money. And Okay, so what? So what if a couple game companies are inconvenienced? They have to put together a demo a DVD or a script. You know, hire three flunkies, one guy to type and two guys to play the game, or, you know, a programmer to break up the cutscenes or, you know, have a different uh, a different animations of what it looks like when somebody knifes somebody or shoots somebody or or says this thing or, or show what the different characters are dressed in. And if any part, you know, any point of that game that that can change. Now, here's the problem, and this is one thing I don't really have a solution to, is the mod community. Uh, basically, the people who put together who can change, you know, the skins of different characters, make their own maps, uh, create their own content based on the game itself. Map editors, game editors, things of that nature. Uh, how do you police that? Well, it, you know what? I don't know. Short of making the companies stop releasing editors for their games, and that's going to piss off a whole hell of a lot of people, and you could, I don't think you could get them to do that. Short of doing that, I don't really see a, a solution to this. And reading through this article and reading through the actual bill the senator has proposed, he doesn't seem to know what the hell to do with it either. In fact, I'm not even sure he's really uh, seen that as an actual viable problem. I, it, the article's on 1up.com. It's a couple other places too, but this is probably the better one that I've seen. Yeah, see, this bill would give the FTC full powers to levy the requirement on any ratings agency and issue penalties if compliance is not forthcoming. Really? Well, 
I don't know that I've ever heard of a company who refused outright to give to get their game over for ratings. I've heard people hem and haw about doing it because they thought the ratings were unfair or they thought it would damage their you know the sales of the game. That's one thing, but I, I know the whole thing aggravates me. It just aggravates me. It, we're micromanaging now our video games. I can understand it for movies because those have a broader appeal. Well, let's face it. Movies in the theater are much more mainstream being seen by more people than are playing video games. That's just the way it is. Now, that gap is narrowing every year, but it's still there. I suppose you could try as an editor, or I'm sorry, to release an editor. You could try to limit what can be created or what can be altered. The problem is, as soon as you start limiting options to what your player base can do with your game, you're going to start alienating them and start losing your player base. And trust me, no company wants to be the first one to explore that. None of these companies wants to jump to the forefront and says, okay, we'll lead the charge on trying to clean up video games, because it's their sales are going to get hurt first. And there's no guarantee that anyone is going to bother, you know, bother following them down that road. Who would? It's something of a catch-22. You can't have one without the other. And for, as far as the player-made content goes, I don't know. I, I really don't have a solution for it. There's nothing you can do. There really isn't. You know, just like there's no way that you can really police, you know, in Counter-Strike, people putting porn in their sprays. Well, unless your admin's right there for that particular server and can do something about it, that's fine. What are you going to do? Ban them? Great. There's only, I don't know, 5,000 more servers you can go to. I mean, this goes back to the practicality of it. It's just not practical. It's not efficient. And, and there really isn't a way. I like my solution better in the overall for, for the ESRB. And my solution works better for console games, games where you can't really alter what you're playing. You get what you get, and that's it. The real issue comes to online games or games on the computer where a lot of these, because you have more options with a PC, you get a game editor embedded with it. Unfortunately, I think this is going to find, especially with a little over a month to go before elections, this is, I'm unfortunately thinking it's going to pick up some steam, it's going to get some more attention than it probably ordinarily wouldn't get. As people kind of, you know, try to jump in front of a potential voters and say, Look, look, see, we're looking out for your kids. We're trying to put a, a rating system on the games. We're not removing the games. Right. This is step one, folks. Mark my words. This is step one. They tried doing it to Hollywood, too. And let's be honest, looking at the crop of movies over the last five years, they probably needed to. You know, crack down on Hollywood and tell them what movies they could and could not release because they keep releasing, you know, releasing lots of shit. But this is step one. If this gets through, you're going to start seeing, you know, more of these politicians become more emboldened or more parents or more whomever. Take to the forefront and say, you can't make this game, you can't make this kind of game. It's, it's this or that or the other. And, and there are games out there I think should not be made. But at the same time, I'm also a proponent of uh, you know, being against censorship proponent of you know freedom of not just speech but also games unfortunately there's a market out there for everybody for something
And I'd love to hear if any of, any of you guys had solutions to this. You can send me an email to uh, emperor1g at cox, C-O-X dot net. If you happen to have an idea or solution, or post it on the forums at onegeareborn.com. Personally, I don't. As far as, I mean, the solution to player content. Hell, if you've got a better solution to the entire ESRB system idea, let's hear it. I'm all for it. Hell, I'll forward it to their emails. Uh, you could too, I suppose. Mine doesn't have any more weight than yours. I just have a, f I just have a very bad feeling this is the first step down a path that we really don't want to go down. Do I agree there needs to be a rating system? Yes. Do I think the current one is is inefficient to a degree? Yes. Do I think there's a better system? Yes, the one I propose I think is a better system. But do I think this is going to eliminate all the problems of the games? No. And this comes down to my final point. A lot of it comes down to parent responsibility. All right, before you get started, yes, I know. Parents cannot be with their kids every single day. You know, well, every single hour of every single day. I understand that. I'm a parent. I know. However, I do know what games. Actually, my daughter does not play video games. She doesn't have an interest in it. I, you know, do know what books she reads, what games she plays, what TV she watches. I make it my business to know. To a degree, parents have to accept some kind of responsibility, too. It's the same thing with music. Well, you can't stop them from playing stuff on the radio. At some point, your kids are going to be exposed to shit you probably don't want. Hell, do you think I want my daughter hearing my audios? Not likely. Not for many, many, many years. And at that point, that's even if she has an interest in it. And in 15 years or 20 years or, you know, what do I mean, 12 years from now, it's, it's irrelevant. No one's going to go back and look at these or listen to these audios and, and find any kind of interest, I would think, more than likely, in what's going on in the present day, 12 years from now. But hey, if she wants to listen to them, go ahead. The point will be that she'll be old enough to understand the context of it. She'll be old enough and mature enough to understand what's going on. Parents, the buck stops with you ultimately. You can have any kind of rating system on a game you like. It's the same thing with cigarettes and beer. Kids in the states aren't allowed to buy cigarettes till they're 18. Not allowed to buy, you know, alcohol through the 21. It happens every single day. There's always a way around it. This rating system won't change the fact that your kid, at the age of 12, can buy Grand Theft Auto somewhere for some amount of money. It is up to you to know what your kid is doing and what your kid is playing. It's the same thing with these internet fucks who go on there saying, well, the internet is dangerous for my kid. No kidding. So is walking out in the street. So is anything in life. Your kid should not have access to internet relay chat. Your kid should not have instant messages with people she doesn't know or he doesn't know. You should know internet lingo. There's plenty of places out there you can go to learn it. That's my point. Parents, the responsibility a lot of this is yours to a degree. And you need to take that you need to take that to heart. The government can only help you so much. You can only expect so much help from the government. And you shouldn't expect much more than you get. Anyways, folks, uh, we're hitting the half hour mark. We are we gotta get out of here. Um, real quick, I just want to thank the studio producer Mr. Man for mixing the music. Um, not a whole lot to do today, which is fine. And again, happy birthday, dear. I uh, want to thank our sponsors, blizzlink.com and harborbluegroup.com. Make sure you go there for all your e-commerce and gaming needs. 
Uh, we'll be back to our live show Sunday. In fact, coming this Sunday, we're going to start the first part of our two-part series on World of Warcraft's The Burning Crusade. We're going to go over as much of it as we can. Uh, that's why I'm breaking up into two parts, because I think we're just not going to have enough time to get to everything that's being proposed and discuss it all in good detail. Uh, you can find this audio and so much more, all the old uh, Emperor's Core audios at onejiraborn.com, as well as Air for Life's A State of Warcraft, which episode 36 just got released for you Warcraft 3 junkies. Check it out for everything you want to know about Warcraft 3, his opinions, what's going on in that uh, in that game's world, as well as some shoutcasts. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in, folks. Uh, I appreciate your patronage. Ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody.